Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 474 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. Uh, I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Fire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our usual Head of Health and Safety, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moose Woodward. Yeah, I've just got to be careful walking into the bars. I've been informed it hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have our SRV Banksy slash Community Corner correspondent. That would be Commander Alec Turner. Howdy. Um, we don't have our staff liaison officer, uh, Commander Psychic, with us this week. So, um, stepping into the breach, we've got our the our guest of the Relic Wrangler, El Presidente himself, who's Elsie. You know full like one. Good evening, science lovers. And, well, the rest of you don't have a good evening. Yeah, so, uh, welcome. Uh, please save your singing till the end. Very well. Yes. I, I, I have cheese at hand. <laughs> Uh, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in-game in open at uh, the bar at Leaf Station. Uh, you can see Ben there, so uh, give him a, a wave or a, or whatever gesture you feel appropriate. Um, if you can't get to us in-game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, then click on live chat, or just go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio, uh, YouTube, Lave Radio, Facebook, Lave Radio, or an XE Twitter uh, we're there as well, so uh, let's let's move on quickly and see what everybody's been doing this week. So we'll start with Alec. Hello, <laughs> I um I've not been doing very much in real life that I particularly want to talk about. Um, I I did I I am I have become quite a fan of um my wife and I foreign language dramas or or, or sort of. Um, you know, series on Netflix. You know how it's what it's like. You you watch one thing on Netflix, and then that's all it recommends to you. Oh um, yeah. 
This so, is like Squid Games in its natural language or something. Kind of, yeah. So we've just watched a Spanish... I'm a sucker for heist movies and heist dramas generally. And it's a Spanish heist drama called uh, Berlin. Strangely enough, it's the name of the character. I assumed it was going to be in German, um, but it's not. It's it's Spanish. Um, and it's about a gang pulling off, you know, this fantastic heist. And it, it, it's really good and imaginative, except what what intrigued me is... I kind of didn't like any of the characters. Um, and at the end, they got... That's nah, not too much of a spoiler. They they get away with it, basically, at the end. Um, and I was really disappointed because I was rooting for the police. And I found it really <laughs> intriguing that I was on the wrong side. And I'm trying to decide if that's a cultural thing. Because I do find it fascinating when you watch foreign language things you know I'm, I'm fascinated about different nations senses of humor and things and and they are different you know and it's it's fun to try and get it and and sort of spot the difference if you like um so i'm, I'm fascinated now as to whether it, it it either wasn't well made or i was just watching it in the wrong frame of mind or whether there's a cultural difference that meant i didn't like any of the protagonists and was rooting for the police <laughs> was i supposed to anyway it's good fun um i also i did want to actually this was sort of half in game and half out of game but um thanks to who was it it was duck zero and uh, lenin in in Live radio's discord I um uh, we were having a discussion and I went back and rewatched I don't know how many people remember this it's an ancient um video from 2015 basically the dav stott talking about the database architecture of elite dangerous um, oh, right. all, the it, all the different databases that are involved a lot about the Amazon web services they use is a lot about spinning up servers and load balancing and and all the different bits of traffic that go on when you log into Elite Dangerous. You know how it talks to authentication servers and it's it's the how long is it? It's fifty one minutes of the most dense, complex, mind blowing database talk that I've ever watched. I understood about a tenth of it. But I almost kind of recommend it, nevertheless, because as with many aspects of this game, you know, when you sort of see uh, devs talking on live streams and things and you, and you realize just what's involved in these things that we almost take for granted, you know, this kind of back-end architecture, I admit, I, I fully took for granted. And wow, this um, maybe we should link it in the show. <laughs> it's called AWS reInvent 2015 from zero to 60 million player hours in... 400b star systems it's very technical i think it was presented as a more presentation to an amazon web server conference than as a gamers conference but it, it's mind-blowing yeah epifus says it's a good video yeah it really is i understand yeah. the of it. i mean yeah from from a professional uh yeah from a, a professional point of view i managed to to follow most of what dav was on about and right. uh yeah it's it I'm listening in, and I'm there, I'm incredibly impressed with the architecture that they've got, and the fact that uh, that it works. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> that's, it's, not, that's not a, a diss on on them to say, "Oh my God, it actually works." I mean, it it um, the fact that they've managed to get all these strands to work, and let, let's be honest, a lot better than I would have been able to do. It's yeah. um, yeah. It's yeah, a sort of clever bloke, clever like that, Dev. In game, I've been, um, I've been, I've still been hanging around in, um, in the legacy backwaters of Kume building um, SRV time trials. 
two down, one to go. I've uh, I've linked them in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. Um, okay, we'll move over to Ben. Yeah, well, following the advice on my legal team, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to be saying about what I've been up to this week. Um, let's just say I've been doing a thing, and after doing this thing, I kind of... Doing this thing stopped me playing Elite, stopped me playing Star Citizen, stopped me playing Starfield, stopped me even playing RimWorld. Are you in prison? Um, I, I'm not in prison, no. Um, I, I, um, I, I, um, I, I, maybe I should be, but then after doing after doing this thing and then going back to Starfield and comparing the character development in both said both things, oh my god, Starfield's character development feels like a piece of shit, and I think that's about all I can legally say. Um, but yeah, it, it, I've I've had a very good week, but I don't think I can talk about it. Sorry. Oh, and uh, and I've also been walking into bars. Right. Okay. Well, okay. We'll move on to our guest then. Elsie, um, you know, like one. Or will I just call you LCU? Yeah, that's fine. I could go on at great length about what I've been going on about or going into doing uh, recently. I've been doing a lot of research into the 21st century and uh, having seen some ancient videos of a, a thing called the Foundation, I thought it'd be good to read some of the original manuscripts. So I, I reread them. I hadn't read them for many decades and I was shocked, absolutely shocked at um, this, uh, the author Asimov, um, how little regard he has for male characters. I mean, you know, one of the... the he does the like main... robots though, doesn't he? Oh yes, yes. But one of the main, one of the main protag protagonists is a, uh, a, a a man. All we know about him is that he's forty years old and very clever. Uh, whereas women, he, you know, Asimov, Asimov has much more regard for the women in the stories because he's constantly describing the size of their breasts and you know how they look and uh, you know the the clothing they're wearing or not wearing. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's terribly sexist. Anyway, I, as well as researching. Uh, this uh, foundation series, um, which which wasn't anywhere near as good as I remember it, nothing like the uh, the, the video uh, presentations that were on a while back. I've also been researching music, and I have two new songs which I've been uh, going around in game recording video, so that I can uh, do a nice video production of these songs uh, to entertain you with. And uh, yeah, so that's the main main thing I've been interested in that, uh, these days. Um, but there is, of course, lots of stuff going on in canon. Uh, people are, are very interested in the Guardian stuff at the moment. But uh, that's my my week, anyway. Uh, excellent. Uh, yes. Well, personally, on the subject of the Guardians, that's exactly what I'm doing. As I, I am uh, definitely, <laughs> I am definitely. Um, well, I've, I've already headed up and picked up my. Um, Guardian relics. I'm now in the process of uh, getting myself a Thargoid probe to go and um, relic them, and then I'm going to take them back. Um, so I hope to have half of them as uh, uh, relics and half of them as as, uh, as Guardian uh, relics instead. So yes, so at least I'll get little ticks in the box for both of the, uh, the CGs. So yeah, that's that's quite good. 
And as you can hear, I still haven't got rid of this cough. It's now week five. Uh, yeah. So that, that's that's been me. Alec. Yeah, I was just going to interject on that because, yes, I forgot about the CG. And I did. Um, I was. I said I was building time trials in Legacy. So um, uh, they, uh, it was this morning, actually. I logged in and it was pitch black where I was in Legacy. So I switched back to Odyssey and did do a run. Um, and much like you, I did. What did I do? I managed to hand in six Grillics and four Relics. Um, what was quite fun, I should save this for tip of the day. People probably know this already. Um, I, I, I went heading off to Guardian Space and got a whole bunch of um, relics. And then I went to, you know, I just beeline for a, a random Thargoid base. Uh, got there and realized I'd forgotten the key to open the door. And um, mm-hmm. because I think I'd seen Ghost Giraffe or someone do it, got out on foot and started jumping around. And yes, if you if you jump kind of at the right-hand corner of the door, then it, you can get it to open on foot. And then you just jump back in your SRV and drive in. So no need to carry nasty, toxic thargoid things around with you you can just head there with relics and nothing else oh that's a bit of a pain because <laughs> half the reason i've gone to Marope is to pick up a whole uh, the probe to open the door <laughs> yeah don't oh, need it what a pain in the bum absolute pain in the bum yes uh and at the moment um i spent i think most of my stream on saturday remapping all the controls for the uh uh for the srv it took me absolutely ages to remap all the controls for the uh, uh, for the ship. I'm quite happy with the control setup for the ship. And then I arrived at the Guardian Ruins, dropped the SRV, and nothing works. And I went, oh, God, no. And remapped and remapped and remapped. So, yeah, that was, that was uh, painful. But I think I'm over the worst of it now. This is for your new stick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing that... Um, <laughs> in, order, in order to put a new controller in, I'm having to a new put, rather put a new controller in. I'm having to spend about an, uh, three hours actually just making sure all the controls are just right. Ah, lovely. Um, oh yes, and I've got further in Baldur's Gate in this attempt than the last two attempts, so I'm quite happy with that so far. Uh, right, let's have a look at the development news. What have the devs said this week? Well, not the devs themselves. On the 18th of the January, the Register interview had an interview with Ian Bell and Mark Moxon, who uh, anointed the original Elite Code, um, about the original Elite game, which was released 40 years ago this week. I don't know about you, t- uh, you guys, but I'm feeling bloody old. <laughs> I know that David Braben actually put out a tweet as well, I think, about this one. Uh, not about the actual register interview, but, but about the fact that Elite is effectively 40 years old. So, uh, yes. Um, it, yeah. it, was a quite an, it was quite a nice um, interview, although you must admit, when you, you talk to the bits with Ian Bell, it's, it's pretty clear that this... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not a happy chap. Yeah, really. He's still got a chip on his shoulder. You know, I haven't well, read this yet. Uh, it just. It just comes across as uh, no. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> but he I'm, does I'm like body legit. paints. Yes, it's gone into a little bit of uh, new age stuff. I think. Oh, he's in that it's about um, late nineties, early noughties. I'm. Inter- I'm actually quite interested into what uh, cat stuff Ian Bell's up to these days. Yeah, I think that, that could be quite interesting, actually. 
But yeah, he was saying that they're still using out-of-date techniques with it, which I thought was yeah. quite... Instead of non-Euclidean geometry. Uh, you know what? I you, you could be talking Yugoslavian for all I know the hell see you. <laughs> I'm going to say yes and sound knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, uh, as long as it's not brutalist. <laughs> I had enough brutalist art architecture on Cumbernauld and Birmingham to last me a lifetime. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't Euclidean? Isn't that the the thing? Non-Euclidean? Isn't that kind of fluid that custard is? I beg your pardon. Isn't that isn't that the kind of fluid that custard is? Uh, it's non-Newtonian. Oh, Newton! That's the chap. Yes, you you hit it and it gets harder, and if you stand in <laughs> it, you sink. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm oh, no. Yes. Yes. There you go. I was waiting for that. They have a show title. Hit it and it gets harder. Hit it and it gets harder. Yeah. Well, today has actually been quite interesting because we've had a patch today. Uh, there has been no show notes. There's been no release notes about it. Um, last week or last Thursday, it was announced by Paul on the forum saying that right, we've got a maintenance patch coming for both server uh, live and legacy. Um, live was implemented and finished on time at, at 12 today so if you haven't you should already need to be upgrading your uh, Elite Dangerous client um, and uh, Legacy took a little bit longer to fix but it is it should be up and running by now Alec yeah quick question actually because I've literally just done it as we um, as we're speaking because I am jumping back into Legacy a little bit at the moment to do these time trials um, does anyone know? So when I when I started my launcher, it had defaulted to Odyssey on the main screen, and it had a big update button, and I hit the update button, and off it went. Um, what I then did is I hit my versions button and picked my Legacy Horizons, at which point I was expecting to see a similar update button, but I don't. Does it update them both simultaneously? They're both yeah. technically the same clients, just with different arguments, as far as I'm aware. What? 3.8 and 4.0? On, um, no, three point. I th um, live and I thought live and thingy bobber were were the same. Um, okay. You did what? Well, you did Odyssey and live, did you? Well, I did Odyssey, and then mm. I switched to um, Legacy Horizons, which is three point eight, and I mm -hmm. was expecting to see an update button, and I didn't. So it's almost as if the the single update button that I got when I was looking at the screen in Legacy in in Odyssey mode updated. Both answers I, in yeah, chat. I, I am not knowing. Answers in chat, if anyone knows. On mine, it says Legacy Horizons not installed. <laughs> Same. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I'm assuming that it's it just updates both. Yeah, I guess moment. it did. Well, okay. it, if you if if you log in and it doesn't connect, then I guess not. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll try and play Legacy and see what happens. Um, yeah. Um, right, so we don't know what was in the patch, it, all apart from security and maintenance. Um, the, well, we even suspect, that's just a guess, isn't it? Uh, no, they, they, they said that in the okay. um, in, in the notes <laughs> or in the announcement, rather. Uh, yeah, it it's either considering the size of it, it's probably ways over the Christmas holidays. There were people who managed to hack the chat, and there was all these uh, HTML. Uh, formatting and tags in in the chat. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why this security patch came out. Oh, okay. to, 
uh, to to uh, to stop that. And also, uh, well, I don't know if anybody's tried this, but uh, also the the old um, the hack to fly about in a th- as a Thargoid vessel. I think that one's been dealt with as well. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Uh, but I don't want to try it because I know that people get banned if you do that. I'm aware that such hack exists. I just don't know how you do it. So, mm, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, moving on from that, uh, we've got a couple of bits of bad news here. Um, it seems that the well, the uh, the what do you call it? the investors report came out. Uh, over the uh, over last week, uh, and there was a little bit of good news in the fact that it wasn't as bad as we were expecting. Still pretty bad, but it was nowhere near as bad as we were expecting. Uh, um, my take on it is that the legacy report, uh, the the legacy. What did you say? You didn't say legacy. You said investor. Yeah, it, yeah. Where did I get legacy from? I've been talking about. Uh, like, you, you just been been in your brain. <laughs> um, investors. Yeah. Um, if if you view the report as basically a um, a list of all the naughty boys that have lost frontier money, then then it's good news that front elite wasn't mentioned by name, you know, because we're not on the naughty boys report. Very true, and actually, yeah, we're if you still in the green, yeah, if you actually look at the the appropriate graphs and things like that, elite did bring in money last last year, nowhere near as much as uh, it has done in previous years. But um, we're not flat line. It's, it's not flat or down. It's up, which is more than it can be said for other products of that uh, of that elk. And it's still the the second biggest earner for Frontier overall. Yeah, it has a remarkable longevity. It has a long tail. This one. It was yes. it was striking. I I posted a sort of graph, slightly facetious edit of one of their graphs. But but actually, it had a point, which is that the um, since the Odyssey launch. The kind of earnings of Odyssey—it's—it's it's not a flat line, but it's a very, very gradual slope. And I don't know—I'm probably reading too much into it. But what it said to me was failing to monetize Odyssey. You know, quite, quite strongly. You know, everyone's begging for things to spend their arcs on, and there's this ah, oh, oh, so gradual earnings yeah. graph post Odyssey launch. And you just think, well, yeah. The the other thing about the the—I mean, that—I don't know whether that just covers uh, game sales. It might do, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they have said that there's been five million game units of Elite Dangerous sold, so you know, and that's without the the whole lot of uh, free epic giveaways that they had. So you know, it's um, yeah, we're we're still in the in the black, if you see what I mean. But uh, yeah, it, it was quite interesting to to see. Um, bit of a shock about the others to be honest so we'll just have to uh, see how things pan out over the next couple of um, couple of months uh, one of the things that I did notice was that uh, they hadn't finished sorting the, the, in the uh, announcement they said that um, non-development staff have uh, all the all the redundancies for non-development staff have been resolved however the redundancies for development staff are still in progress. And, um, yeah, we we found that out because there were two tweets that both Tom 
Cool and Ben Hennessy. Uh, Tom Cool's the one a senior designer, and Ben Hennessy is um, a writer. Um, have uh, fallen victim to this, and yeah, it's it's sad to see people go. Um, we'd like to, at Live Radio would like to say thanks for all the work that they've done, because um, we know that uh, uh, yeah, uh, this has been a lot of work that Ben did with a lot of the storylines, which have really been engaging for the last. Um, couple of years and it yeah it's it's sad that when this happens and of course uh, tom said and i quote uh, i'm it's sad that i'm going but take com- great comfort from knowing that my last efforts on elite dangerous are helping to create one of the coolest things we've ever done in the game and you'll have to wait until update 18 is released to see what it is though confetti cannons <laughs> oh, yes. yeah basically it's confetti cannons that destroy planets my favourite time. I'm quite excited by that. I mean, it could be anything. Who wouldn't be excited by confetti cannons? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, uh, I guess that's a silver lining. Um, it's, it is a bit concerning for me it's, uh, as a follower of the game that, you know, the designer and the writers, a designer and a writer has been let go because, you know, these are the guys that do planning for future episodes, you know, future batches of content um i guess it's one of those things we'll just have to wait until we get a live stream and get some answers from uh, the live stream i hope uh and paul said that there, they, there was live streams planned they just weren't in a position to announce them so we're, we'll just have to wait again wait and see right uh, well on, on a more positive note um Frontier have now welcomed a new batch of content creators into the Elite Partner Program. So, uh, yeah, they wouldn't do that if they, if they thought the game was... It would be a bit cruel, wouldn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. welcome these five people. Unfortunately, the game's winding up, so... Yeah. yeah. So, put your hands together for Just Mena, Bristol Boy Gaming, the old gamer Rao, uh, RPGM Mab, and uh, Rainman Games. Uh, those are the new guys who will be joining the partner program and you can get free drops and extra drops and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. So, yes, there'll be Twitch drops, YouTube paint code, gift codes, whatever. So, yeah, and uh, of course, if you go onto the forums, they've, they've, uh, uh, they've, they've given details of if you want to try and join the partner program. So... Yeah, I don't remember whether I've tried to or not, but you know, I, I don't did. think I need to because you I, did. Radio. I don't. I don't have the YouTube hits. I can't remember how many thousands. So your average number of hits your videos have to have. I I, I chanced it, but yeah, yeah. What do these people do to get into the part of the program? I was turned down, and I threatened with a neurotoxin if they didn't let me in. So what what have they bribed them with? Cheese, a better, a finer quality of cheese. Yeah, cheesy peas. That's what they bribe you with. They've bribed Paul with cheesy peas. How's that? Sounds about right. Maybe they maybe they sang for their supper. Did did you have to sing for your audition for the partner program? Uh, alas, I did not. Otherwise, I'm uh, sure I would have got in. Yes, it would have been a, a shoe in. Otherwise, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's that's. <laughs> 
That's the development news. Um, it's, it's actually a little bit more than we were expecting this week. Um, so, yeah. Again, we're just waiting on, I guess, all the... Uh, the downsizing over at Frontier to finish before, I think, moving on. But, um, yeah, not a pleasant situation to be in for anybody's sake. Uh, right, community news. I guess at this point I should hand over to a community correspondent. <laughs> yeah, go on then, why not? Um, yeah. What have I found this week? This is awesome. I, I gather this has been around on Facebook a little bit, but I saw this on the forums. It is Carlo Antonia Esposito's incredible elite dangerous cockpit. So he's been, um, I don't know how long, <laughs> yeah. I haven't read the backstory. I don't know how long he's been building this sim pit, but uh, holy shit, this is the most, probably the most um, equipment heavy elite dangerous sim pit I have ever seen. I've never seen so many lights and switches and buttons and panels. And I'm just counting how many screens there are. He's got a, he's got a three, screen and sort of a wraparound arrangement in front of him uh, and then obviously quite a nice hotas and throttle arrangement going on and then well, one two three four five maybe six other assorted button pads and about eight other screens um i did see one little clip i need to find out more about this but i did see one little clip um of the there's a whole panel in fact, I don't know if we're showing the image, but there's a whole panel with like yellow and black and yellow diagonal stripes on it, which I believe is devoted to the um, self-destruct. And there's a whole mechanism where you kind of, do you turn a key and then that yellow and black panel slides up and then there's two buttons and you have to press both buttons simultaneously to, <laughs> to engage self-destruct. Oh, it's, it's a work of, um, <laughs> a work of love, isn't it? Incredible. Yeah, that is that is massive. Yeah, yeah. It's um, clearly, all hand-built wood cabinets around it, and um, yeah, very yeah, nice. I would argue it's probably divorce material if I start thinking along those lines. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think I know exactly what you mean, Ben. Yeah, it's me or the simpit. Bye then, love. <laughs> oh dear. He could do with some cable control, I have to say, but uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, there's always a critic, go, isn't there? Perhaps one day he'll go too far and end up being a Jeff Bezos or something, <laughs> building his own spaceship. I can't help noticing, I'm sure there's, I'm sure he's allowed for this, but it's, it seems like his, his actual PC is quite a snug fit within this massive sim pit. So um, God help him if he gets a new case for a new PC and it doesn't fit. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll just take a hacksaw to it and make a bit of space. What else have I recommended this week? Oh, yes. Uh, Dituri is back. Uh, Dituri, who's doing his um, Elite Guides, guides on how to do stuff in Elite but have fun rather than fretting over engineering and following the meta and all that boring stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, he's doing core mining. Another excellent video. Makes me want to go back and try core mining. Um, you know, just covers all the basics of core mining, no engineering required, some um, recommended chips, some recommended builds, um, and go off. Yeah, go off and do your, do your core mining. It's great. Really loving his guides. Can't wait to see what else is coming. Yeah, I saw um, that. I thought that was really uh, yeah. uh, informative, straight to the point, and yeah, yeah it doesn't... In 
it does get your enthusiasm going again, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of it's got that nice thing of actually making it look quite simple and fun and and not kind of stressy about oh I've got to go and what have I got to go? you know I I didn't find myself making like some of the old guys you sort of end up making lists going oh so I need take I used to take screenshots of like exegious videos um, mm. you know in each video I'd end up with a dozen screenshots going so I need this engineering and these modules and uh. <laughs> actually it's all a bit of a chore really isn't it. And he's just basically slap on these modules and go and do this. And I don't know. It's great. I like it. It's a nice, fresh approach. Excellent. There's a couple of videos from some bloke called Turner driving around Kume in an <laughs> SRV. I, I only put these in there just because it's what I was going to say on um, what I've been up to this week. So if anyone's curious. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, way back when we, you know, um, before Odyssey ever launched and we were loving this planet Kume that funny enough Rini actually discovered Rini of the Burpit was the person who first brought this lovely planet to my attention and it's got these fantastic canyons and um, so way back I made three time trials for a live event that we were going to do and I thought aha I'll make three so that no matter where the sun is when we you know on Saturday night when we actually do this thing at least one of them should have daylight on it um, and they've they've been a firm favorite in the sort of elite races community ever since so yes i'm converting those 3d co-pilot two down one to go yeah uh, and speaking of the elite races um so tobias von brandt who's kind of been taking over management of the elite races and rebooting it and getting live in-game racing events back up and running um we've mentioned a couple that they've done on the previous shows um has now come up with a thing called the is anyone good at their Roman numerals? The CCCXLVI Winter Olympic Games. Um, well, that's 300. Oh, that's 310, isn't it? 3010. Surely VI is a six, isn't it? Anyway, whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, sorry, I should know better than that. Um, yes, so he's planned a series of events um, from the 3rd of February to the 28th of April, 33. 10 um so there's going to be one every three weeks so one on the third and then three weeks from that and three weeks from that and so on and so on from february to april um six events i think um at a, a rather lovely location um called paley barracks in four eridani which is I, I don't know that it's tidally locked but it's one of these big round massive planetary bases um but it's in this beautiful sort of white snowy icy valley i mean it, it's really gorgeous it's a thin atmospheric world so it's got a like a blue sky um really lovely place and it, it seems to be always in the daylight whenever i go there it's in the daylight um i've done some time trials anyway so we're gonna we're gonna base it there and i think hence the winter olympic games idea to tie in with the winter olympics this year um Tobias is actually out skiing as we speak and i'm very jealous <laughs> um but he's going to do he's going to mix up mix it up and have all sorts of things so we're going to have ship racing events and srv events and on foot parkour events and and all sorts so um we will have a link in the discord there's a forum thread about it um the elite races originally sort of promoted themselves on reddit so there's some reddit stuff um but the main place to go is their discord they have a discord server so and there's a link on the forum thread and just jump in the discord and chat about it should be great 
And that's this Excellent. week's community news. I need a jingle if I do much more of this. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I'll, we'll have to come up with one. <laughs> right. Uh, well, if you have a community event taking place soon, and would you like us to shout it across the airways, uh, tweet the crew at Lave Radio or email us at info at laveradio.com, and we will shout it out. So, um, let us move on to the in-game events, and let's see what has been happening this week. Well, the 18th of January, uh, we actually had the first, I think it's the first C uh, community goals for, for this year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, there are two of them. Uh, one is to go and get uh, just some plain old um, Guardian relics and bring them back. And the other one is to go off, corrupt them uh, to become Grelics and bring them back. So, yes, uh, it's, it's obviously it's a, it's a a long-winded one to do, but uh, how's it, how's it doing? Has anybody been monitoring it? I was just going to go to Inara actually because I'm curious. Yeah, so I handed in a grand total of six relics and four relics. <laughs> um, I didn't even make. Well, I, I say even. Why am I surprised? I didn't make top seventy-five. Okay, so if you're handing in unclassified relics, you need between twenty and fifty-one to get top seventy-five percent. And if wow. you want to break into the top ten commanders, you need between two hundred and thirty-one and six hundred six hundred ninety-six unclassified relics. Somebody's spent a lot of time in a Thargoid base. Someone has <laughs> definitely got a fleet carrier there. I'll tell you. Three at a time, that's 230 reactivations of a Thargoid, wow, corrupting machine. Yeah, I mean, I got, I've got, i got nine so far. It took me three three attempts. Um, uh, but the thing is, I got told by Commander Homburger, actually, the, um, the Guardian sites, the Guardian ruins are not the best place to be. Uh, the best place to be is the other guard. You know, there's two type of guardian sites. There's obviously the ones where you can get all the uh, all the uh, all the bits for the beacons and the one with the uh, pylons where you activate the pylons. Yeah, the one with, there's one with the pylons and there's the the original ones. I'm quite sure LCU knows the difference. Yes, yeah, structure, structures and ruins. There so we go. The structures have the pylons. The ruins are the other ones. Yeah, from what I understand, you get more relics at a ruin than you do at a structure. You'd be uh, expecting me to remember. But, uh, yes, I was hoping you would. <laughs> Am I right in thinking that there aren't sentinels at ruins? Yes, yeah, there's, there's no sentinels whatsoever. So that does make life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll, you'll probably find people parked um, just above them with massive amount of fleet carriers and they're just farming. <laughs> is anyone, I don't know if anyone else has done this. It did make me chuckle, but I, um, so I, in my navigation panel, I always, I, I always have filters and I never have fleet carriers because that's all I can see in my nav panel otherwise. So I always, so I never have, I never see fleet carriers in my nav panel. Um, so I went, I went jetting off to the nearest Guardian site. I actually just used the galaxy map. I, I filtered on Civilization Guardian, looked for the nearest blue dot and flew there. Um, so it was completely random that, what I ended up at. And what made me chuckle was um, I spent quite a lot of time in the FSS trying to locate where the Guardian site was because it wasn't immediately apparent. Um, and it was quite a complex system. So, you know, it was a good 15 minutes in the FSS scanning planets. 
And then, and then when I finally found the planet with the Guardian stuff on, what was a bloody giveaway was the fact that there was about 50 fleet carriers around it, which I would have noticed immediately had I not been filtering them out. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just go where the fleet carriers are. It's it's like um, it's like uh, when you're on safari and the guide's going, oh, there's going to be a lion over there. And you went, wow, he, he just knows. And then you suddenly realise there's a whole load of uh, vultures and other birds floating above where obviously the corpses are. We're just waiting for the lions to finish. See, I so, was expecting to say there's a whole load of tourists there. With yeah, the so was I. Yeah, so with the jeeps so. <laughs> are. Yeah, well... Our guide was that good. We got there first quite a lot of times. So. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's continuing. Um, has it actually managed to pass the uh, the requirements yet? The the CG, or is it still? Oh, has it reached um, level one page now? Three three to four. Oh, three to four now. Wow, because it's maximum of four, isn't it? This one. Uh, I, think. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Three three out of four. Right. Okay, so I've got maybe another day to get my stuff back there so that I'm at least included. Wonderful. Right. Uh, guess what I'm doing after Live Radio tonight. Um, okay, well... Not leaving... going to bed? <laughs> does, anyone know like what this, uh, does anyone know what the paint job looks like? Well, Actually, no. It looks like Tron. It looks like Tron for the chieftain for one of them, and then the other one, I think, is getting... Um, oh, the Fed Corvette, and then if you do the Grelic to top 50, you get the Tron lookalike thing for your, uh, for the Alliance, for the, um, Imperial Cutter. Right. So it did look quite pretty, and I, I, I was tempted, but as I, as I said, I've been, I've been otherwise engaged. Yeah, it's quite a lot of work. I did it once because it's an old game loop that I haven't done for a while, and I thought I'd mm. quite like to do it. Mm. But I did one. I really enjoyed it, and I thought, yeah, I don't need to go round and round this. <laughs> I'm not. It's going to take hours to even break into top seventy five. Yeah, it's, uh, I best just get myself on the board, and then it, at least I can see it. Done that. <laughs> done my part. I've done my part. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. Next up, we have um, Winters. Uh, President-elect Winters has now been selecting her cabinet and her uh, working team going you forward. Going to IKEA. You know, it's just those. Those are guard frequency level of jokes. <laughs> I've been watching you know, things about dad puns. No, it's just. Oh no! They'd actually take that one as one of their jokes. It's that bad. So yeah. God, for you can see you can borrow it. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, they've got to work it into some kind of pun, other other kind of pun. Anyway, right. Oh, um, Toko So's being a farmer tonight, apparently. Oh, is he? Oh, good for him. At least, at least he's doing it to music. <laughs> or is he? He will be. Uh, yeah. So there's a few people. Um, added to uh, Felisa Winter's um, government, if you like, um, long-serving people. Um, planning is underway for the inaugural... Oh, uh, oh, I can't even pronounce it now. The ceremony that 
puts her in place. Uh, that's to take place in mid-February. Uh, President Hudson's office has confirmed that handover procedures are well advanced with all the government agencies and departments preparing for the Federation's new leadership. Hmm. That sounds promising. This mean a new power play portrait? Potentially. Uh, I don't think so. Because mm. um, if I remember rightly, when... Uh, when Vladimir Putin retired from the presidency in the first time, he was basically pulling the strings of the new president behind the scenes anyway. Uh, so I think Hudson would just be behind the scenes pulling the strings anyway, just like all power play yeah. people are, or, or do, so to speak. Incidentally, that database, AWS Talk, I mentioned at the beginning, um, there's a bit in it where DAV talks about PowerPlay. They were very proud of PowerPlay when they launched it. I felt quite bad for the for the beating it's taken generally. But um, I know you like it, Colin, and a lot of it, you know, it, it's yeah. generally not well thought of. And um, Yes, yeah. it's yeah, I can understand why. And uh, it's just there's a couple of things in PowerPlay that... Oh... No, you you just get me started, and we just get me ranting about Pearl Sorry, Play again yeah. for another fifteen minutes, and I don't think people want to hear that. Uh, see, see what I'm being considerate to our listeners. You'll start to sound like a certain well-known character on the forums. Yes, let's let's <laughs> let us move on. Let us move on to the Thargoid war state. Well, things are beginning to hot up again. The Thargoids must be back from their Christmas break because. Um, yeah, this time we have 37 elite uh, alerts, um, 20 invasions. Uh, the number of controlled systems have gone up to 349. Uh, we have eight Titans, as per usual. Uh, we've got seven systems in recovery. The Thargoids appear to be progressing at a about a rate of 25 new systems or conquered systems a week. This is, this is a bit of a turnaround since Christmas. Yeah, what do we so, reckon? Do we reckon somebody's got their finger on the button a little bit, or do we reckon this is a dwindling of, of human effort? Well, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. Even though, when I looked at Steam charts the other day, I actually got a pleasant surprise that numbers are up by a significant number. Um, numbers were falling quite rapidly all the way down to Christmas, and they're beginning to recover at the moment. So it's it's like people have walked away from it and then come back to it and thought, ooh, there's something here. Um, but, yeah, talking to... I've got to talk to guys at the AXI because uh, I know that they're still enjoying it. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, well, mind you, it is good to see the invasion systems back because uh, that is the most fun in the whole of the Thargoid Uh the, the yeah. Thargoid War. Those are the places where you're going to get ground combat at burning stations, right? And things like that. And no, no, you, you get space combat around the burning stations. Uh, and, you know, you got the rescue missions and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. And the ironic factor about this is, now that you're doing the rescue missions, the scythes come in as well. Which I've actually been quite enjoying blowing them up. <laughs> you about that, Elsie? You? Uh, so I was just um, I was just uh, have, having a look at the uh, the charts from the DCOH dot watch, and yeah. uh, they have all the the kills and, and what have you on there. 
so rescues are down considerably and supplies are down but um the number of kills is uh in that it's down it's it's proportionately higher mm-hmm. it's uh it's amazing the uh the effort they've got into document all of this stuff yeah yeah, I mean that's where we get our figures from every week. Is the is uh, that website? So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic resource and well done to the the guys that have put it together. So, yeah, uh, but it is interesting to see that the Thargoids are they're beginning to strike back. Uh, and yeah, my the, the system that I was trying to stop from going into an alert went to invasion. And we've already lost two, <laughs> two ports. So um, I'm, I, I think I'm going to need help <laughs> once I get back from uh, uh, this uh, uh, CG. Right. Well, moving on from the in-game events. Uh, well, I was hoping to see that it's that time of the week again, but I don't think there's any point because we haven't had any uh, new um, skins or. Uh, cosmetic items at all since before Christmas. Um, People really are going to start missing getting withdrawal symptoms from the store alert song. I think. Yeah, I know. We'll have to. We'll have to message um, Chris in the middle of uh, his uh, show at Black Diamond FM just to get the uh, fit to be played. It's just. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, we got psychic on tonight. Who does the plug? Black Diamond FM sometime on Sunday lunchtime, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's twelve till two on Sunday. Uh, if you want to hear the Chris Mark for it is best, but even though he even he claims there's too many Chris's. So there you there you go. Um right. Moving on from there. Uh well, I guess what we'll do is we're gonna take a bit of a break and we will come back with our main discussion uh after after this uh messages. Lave radio broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their superglue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Flairy's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders, Since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow, 
The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plan's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? A surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper, it's a family of four. No. No, no, that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Frameship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates Chat-Up Guide for free. I've got a very large hard point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my A-rated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. Oh seven commanders and welcome in. I'm Commander Psychic and with me as always is Command Oh no wait, this is Slave Radio. And welcome back. Oh, uh for our main discussion, uh we were we were having a, a bit of a think about uh the CG that has started. Where um yes, the the we we do believe that they're they're hinting that these relics and relics are going to be used in some form uh, on new interaction with the uh, the Titans. Now, uh, the question that I have to ask is, if it was up to you guys, what mechanics would you like to see in order for you for players to take out the Titans? This this can be anything from I don't, I don't know some a big. Uh, Launching of uh, mines like deep core mining, or or even a da- uh, something adapted as a trench run, uh, but let, let's see what uh, 
what people have got in their heads for this now that I've sprung it on you. Um, Alec, you were saying about uh, the Titans. Yes, I. Um, there's a problem. We will come mm-hmm. on to the problem, but let's pretend we could destroy the Titans. I mean, then I, I have one I would love to see. I, this came out of a lay radio discussion months and months and months ago. I can't remember what started it. But uh, I, think, I think we were talking about the fact that Titans have this um, asteroid field all around them. And I think basically mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a nice bit of set dressing. It's lovely because you, you know, you come out of the fog and then all you, you can see these shapes lurking in the mist and they turns out they're asteroids. And, and then one of the asteroids turns out not to be an asteroid as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you go, that's no asteroid. It's a Titan. Um, you know, it's a good moment. It's a good, it's a great bit of, um, I was going to call it cinema. It's not cinema, but you know what I mean? It's a very cinematic moment. However, I, I, I did think, well, do the asteroids serve another purpose? And I had this idea. I would love to see. I almost feel like the game engine could do it, um, which is that we we have the ability to plant some kind of gravity bomb. I guess no such thing exists in Elite currently, but anyway, run with it. We have the ability to plant some kind of gravity bomb on the Titan, um, and then basically a bit like, I guess, the countdown for a seismic charge in, in deep core mining, you've got, you know, 30 seconds to, to leg it and get the fuck out of there. Um, and when it goes off, it, it causes some kind of um, uh, black hole, Star Trek, red matter, um, singularity, whatever you will, at the heart of the Titan, which basically causes the entire asteroid field to, to get pulled in Um completely decimating the titan at the heart of it i mean i would i would pay a lot of money to see that i don't i don't for a minute think that's what they've done but if i were to destroy the titan that's how i would do it i think that would be a glorious thing to behold can you just imagine a thousand asteroids closing in on a a singularity at the heart of the titan it would be amazing and it could birth a new planet and then i could drive around it as well just to just to tie it off with a bow (laughs) <laughs> so you you're basically going on the Armageddon approach to uh <laughs> I don't believe it for a moment because maybe we'll come on to it but we can't really destroy the Titans I don't think because there's only eight of them and well the first eight players would have a whale of whale of a time but I feel bad for the rest of us Go on somebody oh, else take it Yeah excellent excellent suggestion Alec um um I'll see you and there must be something in that twisted scientist mind of yours that uh, <laughs> that that springs forth. Well, something I have in mind is um, what we need is a new ship. Um, I'm thinking a Type 16, perhaps, and uh, then we can get in our T-16 and bullseye a womp rat up the exhaust port of the Titan, <laughs> and uh, the whole thing will just explode. Uh, rather dramatically until the next time. Um, or, or perhaps um, some sort of complex formula, um, something that you can infect it with um, to make it ill. I was thinking maybe the, 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 the big banana custard pot, um, if we infected it with avian cheese, which I would sell at very reasonable rates in, in large quantities, um, uh, something like that would probably do the trick. Excellent. So, so far we've got crushed to death and poisoned. 
<laughs> that's 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 two ways of looking at it. Uh, ben, you've got a you've got a, a an idea about this, or have you got an idea about this? I do have. A, I, I I I'm I'm just wondering: Will Frontier even allow us to destroy them? Is it going to be essentially a Thargoid version of the capital ships, where you know we shoot them a few times, and you know I'll get you next time, gadget, <laughs> and they come back um, again? Yeah, yeah. Because um, you know there is a very real thing that you know. Can we actually? There's eight of them. Can we actually ever destroy them? They are such beautiful things. It'd be a shame if they disappeared from our galaxy altogether. That that is another very true thing. Can we tow one to a zoo or something? Once we once we've taken them down. Mm. Um, I know it's what it. I would like to happen. I just I I I just don't see it. Um, oh no. Go on. It's, it's it's all about what you like, not... Uh... I mean, yeah, okay, well, what I want is to have boarding action into the damn thing. Mm -hmm. And then I want to fight my way through waves of Thargoids on foot, blow the bloody thing up, and then, as Alec was saying, leg it. Um, and I, but I want to be able to do that you know, both on foot and potentially using some kind of mining drill, black hole injector... You give us multiple ways to, to to destroy them. Give us ways to do it on foot. Give us ways to do it on in our ships. Maybe even give us ways to you know, to force them to the ground so we can shoot them with our SRVs. Um, mm. Or even <laughs> or even better, the corridors inside there are big enough for. Um, I don't. Uh, I I don't like SRVs. the ideas of SRVs driving around them. <laughs> but you know, maybe the SRVs could go and you know, maybe they'll have. Bays full of attacks or something, or banshees, um, really. Oh yeah, you know, bays. They could they could have bays that SRVs could work in. There could be on footy things for on footy people to do, and there would obviously be you know small thermal exhaust ports for us to take our sidewinders into. Yeah, um, I mean, they are talking an awful lot. Well, they were talking an awful lot about the sphere of combat. So yeah, you know. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I like the spires because there was something to you, do on something to do on on um, on the SRV, and there's then there's something that uh, well actually yeah you can shoot down things that are flying around so you know there's there's one for each if you like. The spire science definitely finally delivered on the sphere of combat, didn't they? They really did. Yeah. Um, what what was that you wanted to say, Alec? Oh well. Uh, maybe we should hear your suggestion of how you want to. Dis it, it strikes me there's there's an elephant in the room problem with destroying the Titans and the fact that there's only eight of them and how the game satisfies a hundred thousand players with only eight things. But uh, maybe we should we hear your suggestion of how you destroy it and then we'll talk about why why I don't think they can destroy it. Yeah, I, I yeah. did have I did have a thought that if um, if one was destroyed, then there might be a new stargoid appear in the sky, and mm -hmm. uh, then we have the process of trying to find out where it's going to arrive. And uh, I found that enormously entertaining. Yeah, it would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, okay. I mean, his. I suppose this is my main question: is um, I don't, I'm I'm sure we've all played games. Um, I, I guess I first encountered it in Warcraft, where you you have a named character, um, Mister Mister Big Bad Pirate, and you get situations in MMOs 
um, I remember this in Warcraft certainly, where you're you're literally queuing, you're forming a queue of players yeah. waiting to queue, kill the same guy, and then the guy at the front of the queue has his moment, chops the guy's head off, he disappears, and then ten seconds later he spawns back, and the next person in the queue steps forward to have their moment, killing him. Um, so Elite has been pretty good at not rubbing that kind of thing in our faces. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure we've all killed the same NPCs. I suppose you don't die in Elite. You you jump into an escape pod and hey presto, so nobody really dies anyway. But so but anyway, Elite's been very good at sort of not really making that glaringly obvious. Um, Up until I was we curious, have Odyssey. Yeah, I'd be curious about how people would feel. Personally, I think it's awful. I think we're probably all going to agree it's awful. But you can't have the the Titan blow up in front of you as an individual player. Do we agree on that, or do we think we would we be fine with that? I think I think well, I think it was awful because people would post videos on YouTube almost immediately of here's my here's me destroying the raging Titan. Yeah, and it would just be too much. Like, well, hang on, I destroyed it yesterday. It just doesn't work, does it? No, I think the only way that you could do this is in some form of team action where um, there are, let, let's just say, I was going to actually suggest this. You have um, obviously three ways of hurting the Titan. Uh, and one is on foot, one is using an SRV somehow, you know, driving over the Titan and, and placing something. And there's uh, something that you can do in ship. And Everybody can do that, do their, their individual little bit. And if by the end of the month or, or some time, uh, the amount of damage that is done to the Titan is, um, is over a certain level, then it could be a case of, due to everybody's combined effort, the Titan is destroyed or is more likely disabled. And uh, yeah, then it's up to the Thargoids to try and resurrect that particular. Yeah. So you mean um, bar, basically, basically a progress bar that we all chip away at. And we yeah, as use. as Ben has has just pointed out, essentially one massive CG. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, go on, Ben. What were you going to say? I said what you. I was going to say what you just said about it. Basically, a month long CG to. Do damage to Thargoid. Or they could actually do it in, in three stages where you've got to do... You remember how the old interstellar... Um, oh, what was it called? There was Initiative. A, yeah, interstellar initiatives. You remember how those mm -hmm. used to run? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to uh, remember. How did they differ from CGs? Well, Very lovely. <laughs> well, there were CGs, but they were linked narratives. Okay, okay. And, yeah, so you could have one CG, one week to do this thing with the titan then if that is succeeded then the next the week <sighs> yeah and then basically you have these three cgs all linked together and then at the end of the cgs then uh boom titan either gone or disabled um i mean i know how some people feel about uh the fact that okay once it's gone um then does it come back? No, in my opinion. Got a question for you, actually. Go on. When, on the assumption it goes, remember how we, when we first came in, there was a video or in-game rendering of, of all the, of the, oh, um, evil twats, um, 
mega ships, like lots of green stuff. Yeah, Danny Savlon. You know, if we did this, should we get like some kind of equivalent when you log in the next time after it's gone boom? This should be some kind of awesome epic boom, you know, mother mother load shots and you know, you get Thargoids exploding all over your cockpit or something. Mm, that could be um, possible. Yeah. But I do think, I do feel that the, the, the uh, Titans really should only become vulnerable if they've lost, like, like Tanaris is at the moment. It's lost mm. all the occupied systems around it. That seems reasonable to me. Uh, yeah. Right, that I mean, could be part of it, couldn't it? You have to yeah. chip away at systems around it, and at that point you can use whatever it is that um, Ramtar is working on. Maybe that would only start the whole process of... You know, of actually maybe chipping away at it and getting that down would be the start of the interstellar initiative. You can't even do it until you've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what. The, yeah, that's what I thought. I I have a question which um I'd like to people to sort of think about is um so the the spire sites that have been um what's the word deactivated uh, mm. LCU have you got a better word for what happens to spire sites? Uh, I I don't have a better word for it. Deactivated seems appropriate. Let's go with deactivated. Right. So I think I'm right in saying that once they're deactivated, we haven't seen any sign of a spire site reactivating. Is that right? Hmm. So I I feel like this. I don't know. I feel like there's kind of a precedent there that says something about the way Frontier think about these things and the way they've. We I feel like over the years we've had quite a lot of these things where we've talked on the show. Um, it's something that I feel I've talked about a lot. I think maybe it's sort of important to me, these ideas of these game loops that we put fires out and they, they seem not to light again. I suppose there are examples where that does happen, actually. But anyway, anyway, spire sites, we've shut them down. doesn't seem much evidence of them springing back to life. So I feel like hmm, that if we shut down Titan, you know, if we do this thing, if we clear everything around it, then it's vulnerable. Then we use Ramtar's weapon and we chip away at a progress bar and we finally shut down the Titan or or explode it or whatever. Um, I feel like maybe it would remain shut down. And eventually, I mean, this could take a very long time, but eventually I feel like maybe we shut down all eight. Um, and I've thought about this in the past week or so. And one thing I am curious about is, does anyone think it's possible that Frontier's plan for all this stuff, the Titans and the Spires, was always that it was a fixed term bit of gameplay. It was it was what we would be doing in 2023, 2024, um, and that it had a finite, it had an end date. It, you know, they had a they had a feeling in mind that there would come a point where we were done with that content and it would all be dormant and future players would fly around dead Titans and remember the days when, you know, the 20 23, 2024 season when we had a Thargoid war. What do you think? Do you think there's a possibility that that's their, their model? That it's a fixed... Do you know what I mean, what I'm saying? That it's a yeah, fixed... I know what you're saying. It's just, I feel that it's a shame that that gameplay will be lost. It is and it isn't. It, it does allow it to have an end, a satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys think, but there, there is definitely a thing to I was here. Um, that I've had in some other MMOs, that if you never do anything, then it's always the same. You know, you you go and you 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 you, know, you all work together. You take this thing down, and we all know 
it's happening this weekend and okay because this is a leak we could all get to the the glorious money shot whether you're logged in or not that's fine um but if you didn't take part in it and you weren't around when the thargoid died well tough Mm. and i i i see where you're coming from colin it would be a shame to remove the content but I, I, you know, I know from personal experience that I look back on certain one-off events with a hell of a lot of memories. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. I mean, it could be just a simple case of, yeah, they let this run, the 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 the, the, the Thargoid Titans go dormant, and then Frontier say, right, okay, that's the that's the end of that Thargoid war for the moment. Uh, but they can always bring or reactivate that content at a later point. Yeah, yeah. So you know, okay. Um, the first there will be the second. This is the effectively the second Thargoid War, isn't it? Um, so the second Thargoid War happens. Humanity wins. We just wait until there's a third one, Thargoid War yeah. Three. And you know, ignoring Frontier's current situation, if everything was still going according to plan, you you could imagine players coming along in 2024 and going, "I've seen all these videos, and I'd quite like to visit um, a Titan and do you know do all this cool stuff of poisoning it." And you just the the, the response to that would be, "I'm sorry, you know, you missed it. That was that was last year's season of content." I I kind of almost feel like that'd be all right, you know, if it was replaced with a new season of something else that was big that they could get involved in. I remember uh, many years ago they had the the, the uh, Thargoid uh, combat zones, and yeah. um, I, I was writing some software for reporting on them, and then all of a sudden they stopped appearing, and they they didn't show up again for at least two years, and it was a thoroughly dispiriting, um, you know experience for me that you know there was something that i knew existed i wanted to experience it and um it was it was gone and um but you know we do see things i mean we still if you go to to um you know places like dolphy there are still wrecked mega ships that still get visited by thargoids i think there's you know i think a lot of these things just tend to hang around for a very long time and and um and people coming in new they're they're new to them and it's like oh my gosh i've just found this wrecked mega ship in delphi and there's thargoids all over it and, and they come to canon and we say no it's old and then they Sorry. get disappointed but it's but it's exciting for them before we you know just basically completely the bubble down. for you yeah, it would be cool, wouldn't it? I mean, actually, you know, a, 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 a husk of a Titan—if you could still visit it—that'd be an amazing thing to go and see, even if you couldn't um, take part in. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, I'm really warm. It, it would be, but just think of all the effort that the Thargoids have gone to to make these these Titans, and, and then for them to be gone for good—it just. <laughs> It just seems like an awful waste, you know, for something that's only going to be around for a year or two, and and then maybe come back in a couple of years. I I I, I don't know. I I think it. I think they would probably want to, you know, have either replenish them or on a regular basis, or or you know, have some other mechanism um, that you know have them disabled, and then after a certain period or in the right under the right conditions, become re-enabled. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's, um, yeah, and, and then we do have this issue about the fact that it'll turn into war without end, which, 
Well, to tell you the truth, I mean, well, war doesn't it doesn't ever end. There's an there's an no, escalating arms race. Yeah, there'll be <laughs> something new comes along. They'll we'll we'll keep them all disabled, and then they'll come up with some new, you know, new creature or or, or yeah mechanism that will, will frustrate humankind, and then. Mm. Yeah, and and then we'll come up with some new weapon to neutralize that. It'll just go on forever. But that's the nature of war. It is, unfortunately, because, yeah, you just have to look at the the human systems when the factions just go to war and it's, it's combat zones turn up. There's a there's a, a, an arms race in nature, you know, creatures, creatures evolving new mechanisms all the time. Very true. Very true. I mean, um, Right, well, I, I guess we've kind of let that one run. We've had some nice suggestions in the chat rooms, though. Um, uh, a lot of them have, have just been... This, I don't know whether it's been about a 50-50 split where the people have just been, no, just disable them don't, or neutralise them, don't destroy them. Uh, yeah, a, a yeah, a lot of people are, are kind of agreeing that it's, it's kind of a... They'd like to have the stuff left in maybe to be reactivated at another point, but... We haven't guess... really touched on what we actually, I suppose we have with their pie-in-the-sky suggestions at the beginning, but what Ramtar's thing is actually going to be. Is it going to be another limpet? It's going to be another limpet, isn't it? I don't know. Well, it's it be... nothing to do with his guardian porn research, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, look at the nodules on that. Yeah, right, okay. Um... Uh, except they they don't have nodules, do they? It's all angles, isn't it? The guardian stuff is all pretty much uh... triangles. Lots of yeah. Triangles. Look at the <laughs> okay, triangles then. on that. Yeah, look at the rhombus on that. Yeah. <laughs> ah dear. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, do you think that um, we might need? Salvation's help to get rid of the Titans. Are they going to bring him in at some point um, to give us a, a Titan-killing weapon? I think so. It sounds like Ramtar's got this, doesn't it? I don't think so. It does, actually. He's, he's, he's got an idea. Yes, but Salvation is definitely unfinished business. He's, there's, there's, there, there, is, uh, there must be something more to that story. Yeah. In fact, in fact, he is the subject of my, one of my songs that I'm working on currently. <laughs> so, if we actually can, I beg you, please do not give us any exclusive previews this evening live. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a particularly challenging one to listen to. It's based on an old song by Susie and the Banshees. Uh, so, if you consider it challenging to listen to, <laughs> oh God, help us all! Right, it was based on a White Stripes song. It was going to be Salvation Army. I know that's it. LCU, you are our secret weapon. We are going to get you to sing at the Thargoids, and it'll be just like Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just someone deploy the, deploy the LCU weapon. This is indeed the, uh, the the main thrust of my research is to cause these sorts of effects. Excellent. Um, right. Uh, is there any other uh, any other thoughts about dealing with titans that pops into your head? 
No, I, I'm really struggling to to imagine what what the actual bit of kit we're going to get is. I mean, it, it's going to be a module, I assume, but um, well, uh, some, some sort of uh, some sort of breaching limpet so that you can enter inside and and. Um stalk the interior i I think i think for me i think the most likely for for, to my mind is you know given we have sort of a little bit gone down the mining route you know i feel like maybe it is a seismic charge launcher but it won't much as i would like it it won't blow up the titan but but it it does a a it might damage its half worth of damage on the progress bar Yeah. yeah, I've got a bad feeling. You're right, Alec. I th- I'm that's, that's what right. I'm expecting, and I hope yeah. I'm wrong. And then we, yeah, yeah. I must. I must admit, when people were mentioning that kind of thing, I mean, I am, I am wanting more like spire-like content, mm-hmm. where um, Odyssey is used to its full potential, as opposed to a, a reworking of mining mechanics. Which I know will they did do a fantastic job with the sound and the graphics and all that kind of stuff, but I I do feel that they're missing a trick. We're not if mining we thargoids. Yeah, I I I think uh, with and with LCU where we have some kind of breaching pod, and you go inside the Titan in a certain place in order to uh, I don't know sabotage it or poison it or something. I mean, it could be could be quite a restricted area, you know. Maybe you can only go so far, so that you know, to make it less challenging for the development. But uh, it would be, it would. Yeah, I mean, be, I'm not uh, expecting a full sort of corridor um, assault all the way I'm not in through Mass it. Effect kind of thing. No, we're not expecting. We're not expecting the Mass Effect suicide mission. No, but that would be awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not. I don't think we're expecting that. But yeah, I mean, all if they, I can if say it, is, please don't suck. <laughs> I mean, if they do do that, do you think it? You need to go in as a team. Uh, I, I think I, you should. I don't think you will. I hope not. In a way, uh, perhaps as a team, if you're unengineered and and the ability to go solo, if you if you yeah, I, I I don't mind that that teams can make things easier, but I don't. I wouldn't want it to exclude. Solo players completely. Mm. I don't think yeah, but come on, you shouldn't be able to solo a, th- a Thargoid mothership. No, but you should be able to take part somehow, shouldn't you? <laughs> now you say it. I mean, you have a point. You should. You shouldn't be able to solo a yeah. Thargoid. Mothership. This would be the equivalent well, of, is, a, of a raid, wouldn't it? It's yeah, this yeah. is where this you is, have to get by, Well, I, what I honestly think, I think, I, I think it's going to be essentially a, a glorified CG. And I think it's going to involve essentially uh, uh, we're going to mine the Thargoids to death as part of a glorified CG. Mm. I mean, I know that that's kind of what I'm half expecting as well, Ben. But um, I'm hoping that they do something more. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I so. Yeah. Red matter limpet. Come on. <laughs> Red, matter. <laughs> Red matter limpets. Yes. That's what we want, and then then it'll be time differentials, and it'll take you back to the old elite game. <laughs> Throw you got wireframe, wireframe graphics, and no mind. Yeah, that's exactly what'll happen. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be funny if someone found Raxler and you you shoved through the Raxler Stargate, and then all of a sudden you just presented with the old elite, <laughs> the old elite game? And you're going, what's happened? <laughs> Load new. Be, yes, yeah. no. 
Yes. I mean that that would be the the ultimate burn because you couldn't get back. <laughs> oh, oh, here's a question: If you're going to go back to one of the universes, would you rather go back to the '84 universe or back to the '94 uh, universe or '90 whatever? Would you rather go back to the Elite '84 or or Frontier? Oh Jesus, that's easy. That uh, I would prefer it be Ulite, which takes the best of Elite and the best of Frontier yeah. and mashes them together. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm more thinking, you know, um, you know, Frontier with its fully Newtonian everything, but no FSD, etc. And we've obviously got we've got the dreaming. Do you know how difficult that is to do? In it's practically impossible. Oh, it's to a do solo in... player game as well. All oh, right, okay, so so yeah. effectively, you, you just uh, I mean, want... that's how that's how you turn the servers off. <laughs> sorry, just... sorry. Ideas <laughs> <laughs> along those lines. Oh, that God, is... Can you imagine that? Elite Dangerous Frontiers. Oh. <laughs> that, would be, uh, that would be the ultimate troll. Oh. I mean, being serious, though, how many people would like Frontier with, with modern graphics? You know, go you... back to the full flight, full Newtonian flight engine. Uh, no. No? No. Put it this way, I mean... Um... I did play Frontier and I did play First Encounters, uh, but I wasn't as, as enthusiastic about it as mm. um, other people have been. I much preferred the flight mechanics of the original Elite, which well, is so, why. So did I. Which is why I prefer, I got, and I really have to wash my mouth out with soap and water for this, but I preferred Privateer and Privateer 2 mm-hmm. to, the, to Frontier First Frontier. Encounters. But then you also like, oh, that Newtonian physics game that you loved. Oh, I yeah, I War. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved I War because that took Newtonian physics and made it fun. It didn't, it wasn't exactly fun in, um, in Frontier and First mm-hmm. Encounters. I'm not familiar enough with FFE. Is this a bit like a flight assist on versus off argument? Are yeah, you just, you- yeah, just imagine the entire... Game is is flight assist off. I mean, it's a hell Including of a learning curve. But it's glorious once you get there. Oh yeah, and that's one of the things that um, some people, especially in the older YouTube channels, I know Crash mm. raved about it. Is that um, once you got the hang of the the uh, the flight assist off, uh, then the game it was great. There was just it it turned the it turned the learn the learning cliff into a learning overhang. Um, yes, basically, yeah. it turned it into a learning Wiley Kiyoti with a little sign going um, yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as with as with the modes discussed last week, open, solo, private. I I, I think you know having having the option turning it flight assist on or off is is the perfect solution, really. Um, yeah, Mac Winston points out uh, Ben that uh, Tom Morton. The aforementioned Tom Morton, he's working on Pioneer for he's been working on Pioneer for years, which is effectively uh, a frontier first uh, fr- uh, a frontier clone uh, with modern graphics. Wasn't he's- Pioneer the name of one of Chris Roberts' games as well? No, don't oh, think yeah, so. Oh yeah, Privateer, but I thought there was another one that he did as well. I could be wrong. There was Strike Commander, Wing Commander, and uh, Privateer. Okay. I thought I I thought he did a pioneer as well. 
Yeah, and there was, was the, another game of that. Then there's, know, whatever. then there's Star Lancer and Freelancer. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Star Lancer, I really enjoyed. I really it, that was a um, an update to Wing Commander which I really really enjoyed and then you had Freelancer which I went oh okay <laughs> I love the as I keep on saying I love the world of Freelancer I just cannot stand its flight model but uh, yeah anyway um, I think I think uh, we'll, we'll leave this and uh, we'll it'll be interesting to see. Uh, if we're right, we'll come back. We'll get LCU back and say you were right or wrong. <laughs> Almost certainly wrong. <laughs> it does feel like it, doesn't it? Uh, right. Well, we'll move on to uh, any other business. Uh, so, just to let people know that the Dex Legacy Season Two it returns with an explosive and thrilling adventure. Interlude 1 Secondary Subjects. It premiered tonight on Live Radio. You can find further information at thedexlegacy.com, including links to the paperback book, The Dex Legacy Season 1, collected scripts and commentary by Emily Inkpen, and is also the complete Season 2 in HD and audio. So, yep, that's... Uh, <laughs> that'll be good. Uh, right. In other news, well, if you if you know Psykit, then you know Katie Chaos. Uh, around six, uh, she has had to put out a JustGiving.com for asking for crowdfunding. Um, we, we thought we'd put this one in because we, we do like Katie. Um, however, she's written this in her uh, crowdfunding or just giving page. Around six months ago, I noticed my eyesight had declined rapidly over a short time. I visited my optician and was told I have cataracts in both eyes that will get progressively worse and will severely limit what I'm able to do and affect my ability to work and my ability to drive, which is essential to my job. As you are my educational manager for a small national LGBTQ plus charity. Uh, the current waiting list on the NHS could be as much as two years or more, and at the rate my eyesight is deteriorating, I will have to stop work and driving well before then. Please help me raise four and a half grand, which should help cover the cost of the cataract removal for both eyes, and help me to continue to be able to support myself and others through works. Thank you. So, there we go. If, um, if you feel uh, you're able to help Katie uh, with... Uh, with the cataracts, uh, we will include the link in the show notes. Uh, right, moving on from there. Questions of the week. Well, Psykit put this up the other day, and it is connected with the main subject. Uh, <laughs> the question is, Ramtar seems to be convinced we need relics in various states to defeat the Goids, which got us thinking. What two items in Elite do you think we need to combine in order to defeat the Thargoids? <laughs> so I'm going to start with Commander Homburger. He says, um, A chameleon circuit to release pheromones and illusions to fool the Goids into thinking our ships are just other Goids. And then onion head injection limpets, because <laughs> why should we have all the fun? <laughs> Like that. I, mean, yeah, I love the doubt. idea of just seeing a drunk Thargoid or a stone <laughs> a stone Thargoid. Yeah, when in doubt, get them high. <laughs> Problem is that that's going to then just involve more missions to deliver um, escape pods because they'll get the munchies. 
<laughs> they'll, they'll probably just keep turning on their blue flashy thing because they'll they'll think it's psychedelic. Like, yeah, do the blue flashy thing again, and it'll just be even more destructive than ever. <laughs> anyway, some some bloke called Ben saying. I'd combine the leftover used-up kittens from Kitten Brand Coffee versus some Centauri Mega Gin. These, these kittens would then get fired at Thargoid motherships, which would get torn by shreds by discarded, bitter, overly caffeinated, angry from the trip into Hutton and being and excessive alcohol. Because there's nothing more deadly than, a kit, than an angry kitten. So, effectively, you want to fire kittens at the Titan. I'm down for that. Let's do it. <laughs> I've got Stephen Usher, who hopefully has a more sensible suggestion. Um, Stephen says... You've not read this, have you? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm setting myself up for a fall, I can tell already. Unfortunately, neither of the commodities required to end the war exist in the game. Tea and biscuits. Thank you, Stephen Usher, for your contribution. <laughs> I thought tea was in the game. How is tea and biscuits going to defeat the Titans, honestly? If you're having a nice cup of tea and biscuits, you're not going to be in the mood to go pissy uh, on people, are you? I see. Yeah, you got uh, a point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Commander Crichton Zeroeth, um, he has suggested an alternative Guardian module for biological sampler, effectively switching it from suck to blow. I'm not sure I like where this is going. Uh, which can then infect critical points aboard a titan i guess then we'd also need a green mode for the arc cutter to get through those pesky titan doors so obviously this is someone who wants to get in and get his hands dirty on foot or get his feet dirty uh, something like that yeah it's just the thought of actually sort of getting hold of those doors and green slime and just trying to open them it's it, mm, yeah uh well i've got malcolm starkey uh, he says, a, really, a brown combat suit with built-in cycle clips for those difficult, really scary moments in battle. <laughs> so obviously you'll be generating your, your own other component to take out the... <laughs> is that it? Is it? We're going to just manure them to death. It does sound like it, doesn't it? We're going to bomb them with a bio-waste. Take that, you <laughs> Silas Scratcherezzi's suggestion multi cannon belt loaded with shot glasses of Centauri Megagen. It's, it's the onion head away. Yeah. Yep, they, yeah, they basically get the, get the Thargoid drunk again. <laughs> get them drunk, then get them high, then, then shower them with tea and biscuits, and they'll be fine. And then throw kittens at them. <laughs> so basically, you want to get them drunk, get them high, and hoping that the hangover would kill them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like that. Death by hangover. <laughs> It'd be worse. Could have... be death by Seuss new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Ancilla, who uh, simply says AI relics and SAP eight containers. Possibly a sensible suggestion. Somebody remind me what are SAP eight containers? LCU as our resident scientist. Fill me in on SAP eight. Oh, I don't remember. They, they, I think they. I, I think they were. No, no, it's gone. No. It's gone. They were. They were things and stuff. Yeah, things, things and stuff. I, I think they were ephemeral. They, they, they degraded after time in your hold, if I remember correctly. I seem to remember. Uh, I mean, they were a very rare thing that you could pick up somewhere 
weren't they? And it didn't seem to, it didn't yes. seem to be a use for them. And um, it contains a crystallized shard of unknown origin. Apparently, mm. uh, scans indicate that the footlong shard is suspended inside a modified self-sustaining fusion core containment field, and any breach of the field would result in the container's destruction. It doesn't sound very useful at all, does it? Don't know. Sounds like the sort of thing that could have the potential to wreak havoc. Uh, there's a couple of suggestions in chat. DJ Wiley says, weren't they to do with the old Dark Wheel missions? Epiphus says, aren't they something from the Black Flight ships? Mm. And yeah. I do I do like what Wally has said. He said, I recommend making po- Vogon poetry available for on-foot download. Create a paper plane maker and finish off with Olympic bombing runs. Vogon poetry sounds dangerously close to my own area of expertise and I, I wouldn't like someone encroaching on my territory. <laughs> so, uh, Richard... I'd like to build a bypass. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Richard Bentley uh, he said um, Panther Clipper, which I, I believe Panther Clipper is roughly the size of a Titan, if, if ever, anyone's to be believed. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure quite what use that would be, but uh, and his other suggestion is Raxler, which is not quite as silly as it would seem, because if we introduce the topic of Raxler to the Thargoids, they would probably disappear here up that uh, up that sphincter of theirs and and sit there cogitating on it and and leave humanity alone. Um, so two very good suggestions there. Or even say no, Rexler's that way, and they all go looking for it. Indeed. It, oh, even better. Yes. Oh, it's in the Andromeda Galaxy. Or uh, take turn left and off you go. Yeah. You know that galaxy you can actually see from the Pleiades. Off you go. There you go. Right. Uh, oh, who's this psychic person? <laughs> she would like a portable hole with a bag of holding. <clears throat> Am I right? So uh, I, I, that is going to be very destructive. Yeah. So what? You put a a portable hole over the Titan and then then put that into the bag of holding. I, I, I think a bag of holding into the portable hole near the Titan near the Titan and run. I completely misread this. I thought it said portable hole and a bag of holding marmite. (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking, what the hell is holding marmite? (laughs) I think portable holes would be far too dangerous. Imagine if you're carrying a portable hole and you trip up and drop it on the the hull of your spaceship. It'd be be chaos. Although, thinking about portable holes, if there was a black hole generator that we could put put in, slam that black hole right in the centre of the Titan. Instant spaghettification. It's shockingly similar to my suggestion. Have you guys watched the Into the Spider-Verse? The second one? Uh, Yes. Essentially, it's when Spots disappears off his own arse. (laughs) Yes, I see what you mean. Yes. I think the issue with having a portable black hole of... Black hole generator of some description is, of course, that um, you know uh, near do wells would probably put one in Jameson, uh, you know, in, in Chinrata Desra, and um, and then you know basically destroy the station, and and people wouldn't be able to buy their discounted goods. Of course, you can't fall into a black hole because it's got an exclusion zone, which is handy. <laughs> Well, then the Thargoids wouldn't be able to get in or out, would they? Because they'd be excluded, so, yes. 
Ben. Okay, Ben. And I, my microphone's muted. Moon Monday is suggesting a mech suit with multi cannons. I would like mech suits in the game. I have to admit. Yeah, along with speeder bikes. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, that's what that's what we want next: speeder bikes and mech, uh, mech suits, please. Yeah. Speeder bikes with confetti cannons. Oh yeah. The coolest thing that Tom Cool's ever done. Yes, let's confetti have it. Car, confetti cannon, damn right. <laughs> Uh, I've got Tobias von Brandt, organiser of the Winter Olympics XXCCC VI Winter Olympic Games. <laughs> he says, beer and more beer. Understandable. I concur. Very understandable. Well, I, I have Cheb's Will, who suggests peace and love, man. For God's sake, never in the history of mankind have we tried peace and love. It's never going to work. <laughs> Get a grip. Excellent. Uh, well, I have, I have commanded Tobias von Brandt. Hang on, he's already had beer and beer. He's he's back with more more. He's, he's, more. Yes, he he's now suggested rockets and trombones. <laughs> That's. I like the fact that he started off drinking beer and then his, his suggestion has got sillier. It speaks volumes for the beer. As long as that trombone's not rusty, I think you've got a chance. <laughs> I, I was just about to say that. I, I, I imagine um, Ben might have some thoughts on that with that thing that he's been doing this week. Yeah. yeah I, I've yeah. not been blowing any trombones. No, no. Um, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> I hope I don't have to, but never mind. I've got a bad <laughs> feeling you might. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on, Lexi Orchard is suggesting performance enhancers and gene banks. Just let them make some free late free range clones somewhere far away from the bubble. There's nothing can go wrong with that, is there? It sounds like there's a lot that can go wrong with that. We're gonna go from eight <laughs> Titans to eight thousand. Fine. <laughs> some bloke called Alec says, um, I assumed that we had to pick rare goods. Well, we sort of, anyway, whatever. Um, I would take a Buckyball beer mat available from Rebuy Prospects in the um, Fullerene C60 system, folks. Um, I'm allowed two, okay, two Buckyball beer mats, and I would frisbee them in through the Titan mail slot, thereby laying down a challenge for them to select a champion of their own who I would pit against humanity's nominated champion, I'd suggest either Shay or Skur, for a race to the death. Winner takes the galaxy. <laughs> nice one. Uh, my final suggestion is that we find the Thargoid uh, queen and plug her into the total perspective vortex. End of. <laughs> You are here. Yeah, so that that's... We could just show her the galaxy map, frankly. Admittedly, that is that is like, um, the closest I've ever got to the uh, total perspective vortex, isn't it? Yes, indeed. I like Soccer42 suggestion. You just says send in Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were discussing a whole lot of things about the Thargoids the other day um, on, on my stream. Because I remember those, um, some things that Michael Brooks, Alan, and uh, uh, the stuff that was in Mr. James's book, um, all about the fact that the Thargoids uh, are all female and there's just one king or one male. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like the opposite of having a queen. Yeah. 
I didn't realize there was one male. He must be a busy boy. Um, have you not seen the historical documents of um, Captain Kremen when he was uh, <laughs> with the Thargoids? I mean, there's uh, there are actual pictures of what the Thargoids look like. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Wintermute GB said, can't we just broadcast Redneck Hillbilly Radio at them? So we've got LCU singing at them. I think, I think that's cruel enough. Yeah, it's kind of covered, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Right, well, thanks uh, to everybody for your suggestions. Um, uh, always nice, as usual. So I guess, um, does anybody else have any other business before uh, I start with the shout-outs? Surely, LCU, there's something you'd like to plug. Um, well, I suppose I, I could um, mention that uh, we are planning on um, activating all of the Thar uh, all of the Guardian beacons simultaneously. Um, to what end? I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I doubt very much that anything exciting will happen, but it's just to say that we've tried it and failed. Um, I'm not sure if there's a date for this yet, but I will let you know as, as soon as we've, uh, we have a date and maybe people can join in. I like it. How many are there? Uh, are I think it's three? 30, 30, 30 beacons. There's 30 beacons? I thought there was only three. Oh, no, there's definitely more than three. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure. No, I think they're... Oh, let's have a look. I have a look at my spreadsheet. These, these are the space-bound things that uh, you get the keys from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize there were that many. Uh, yeah, I think there's a fair few died around. Let me, I'll just try and find my uh, documents. Man looks stuff up on the internet. Yes. <laughs> uh, there we go. Guardian sheet. Um, Guardian beacon. Yes, 30. 30 beacons. Wow. Again, uh, just impressed by the sheer amount of things that Canon people do. Uh, in fact, I, I could I could tell you uh, our records aren't a hundred percent up to date, but um, uh, we've got um, mm, something like five hundred sites, two hundred structures. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I'm not sure these these figures are quite correct. Slightly more. Of, what I thought you originally had in mind, slightly more of a challenge, but still doable. I think is the ground. Guardian ground sites where you have the um, are they called beacons on those as well? Pylons, pylons. I was thinking, activate mm. all the pylons simultaneously. Oh my! And, goodness, the, and the beacons. Why not activate activate it all? Hmm. <laughs> there'll be a challenge. Even more of those. Uh, yeah, that that's that would be yeah a little bit too <laughs> a little bit too much for me. And and the time aspect of the coordination would be very difficult. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I, I had always hoped to do one day, I've never organised it, was to um, collect up um, carriers full of Thargoid links, dump them all into space all at once and, and trigger them all at the same time and see what, what happens with it. Would it destroy the fabric of the universe? Oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> but, uh, They're the ones that reorientate themselves to point somewhere, aren't they? Yeah, so the idea was that we would we would reprogram them um, with some location of some suitable nebula out of the way for the Thargoids to bugger off to, and um, and then we would we would make an unmistakable noise by 
triggering all these things simultaneously and um, and see if the Thargoids got the message that they weren't wanted. Uh, but uh, no, I, 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 don't, I, I doubt we'll get around to doing that early. There's just so many, so many things to do. I mean, these people who say, oh, the galaxy's so boring, it's only a, an inch deep and a mile wide. And uh, I mean, there's so much new stuff. I haven't done half of it, and I'm, it'll probably be decades before I've actually finished doing it all. Yeah, I must admit, I mean, then I'm looking to doing that for Top Shift is I am going to be going through every single little bit of content that I've missed out on which is a lot of the operation missions in space. Uh, there's an awful lot of um, USSs I haven't visited and and haven't done. I've never driven off a capital ship. Something no, I, no, I've... I haven't. No. I've been involved in a combat zone when the capital ships have got in, and then up until a couple of weeks ago, I forgot that happened until one dropped in. And yet they, that is a brown flight site flight site, flight suit moment. Well, look, so, I've only seen it once, but I saw one spawn in over a, a ground settlement that was on fire, you know, a, car, a Thargoid combat ground settlement, and a capital ship spawned literally over the city. It was amazing. Yeah. I've done uh, my Happy Moon Monkey. I have done the Ramtar missions. They are fantastic. I really enjoyed them. Those were, that was a fantastic piece of content, especially the sampling that you needed to do from some of the Thargoids. That would that was squeaky bum time. Have, have you visited all of the the codexes in the in the galaxy? All the codex entries. Yes, so that's one thing. So there's nine hundred and eighty four. Yes, there's a there's a lot. I had a lot of time on my hands <laughs> at that particular I, point. I, I still haven't managed. I, I have, I'm about eighty six percent of the way. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of travelling. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot in this game. The problem is, it's only an inch deep if you think it's an inch deep. There's a, there's a lot more depth to it, but you've got to go looking for it. If, if, you, if you stand on the shore with your toes in the water and say it's an inch deep, well, you're an idiot, basically. Nice. like that. Right. On that note, we will go straight to our shout-outs. Uh, so, our sister station, The Insignificant, according to Jack, uh, chat GPT the insignificant Hutton Orbital Radio, radio it broadcasts from Thursday on Thursdays from 8.30 and you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or if you just want the audio go to radio.forthemug.com uh, the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action check out the CQC discord at discord dot me slash elite dangerous CQC yes the guys are still there and um, yeah musketeer still wants still wants noobs um, we'll give a shout out to the following elite dangerous podcasts which um, are still with us that is the guard frequency who do other space games as well and of course the wonderful hillbilly redneck radio the loose screws who love their cheese over there in the states uh, and following this, we have a Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'll just like to thank everybody who's chipped in in the Twitch chat. And what in-game commanders have we had, Ben? Have we lost Ben? Have you lost me? No, we're here. Oh. hang on. Why did Chris kill me? <laughs> I just realised um, Chris, Chris killed me at some point, apparently. I don't know when. Oh, died. Wasn't that last week when he was trying to blow your canopy? It says out? now. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, uh, we uh, Chris and I have basically been joined by William Solo this evening, I believe. Um, 
I thought I saw somebody else earlier, but I can't. Re- I don't have them in my history. Oh, but the the client crashed. So yeah, somebody else came along as well, but I can't remember who it was. All right. Uh, Chris is denying it. He he says he just he just wants he to. wanted to he wanted to kill you this week, but yeah. didn't. Well, we 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 did have a lot of fun shooting down nasty nasty horrible pirates um, in Orev and things like that. So yeah, we had we had fun doing that. Mm. Uh, right, and also special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Trax, and Alan Stride, who have all created music that we use with this show. So that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find the contact links in the home slash contact us menu on the laveradio.com website. Uh, do let me know if you've got any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com. So, thanks to Ben. Good night, Colin. Thanks to LCU. Well, good night, people. Go out there and touch some black. <laughs> good night, Alec. <laughs> thanks, Colin. Night all. And special thanks goes to today's tech specialist, the wonderful Commander Ventura. You're welcome. But if that's the case, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Makes are clear. Is your life worth this? It's like someone having an orange inserted. <laughs> <laughs> Mates are clear. You need a safe one. I want to see the galaxy. Galnet News Digest, 23rd of January, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this month's news, we go back and review everything that's happened in the galaxy during the first three weeks of 3310. 
The Empire has followed Zachary Hudson's lead, saying it will keep those of its citizens who have been rescued from the Thargoid Titans in protective isolation. The Alliance announced last year that it will return rescued Alliance captives to their families. However, there has as yet been no update on how that's been going. The Alliance inquiry into whether its defence pact with the Sirius Corporation delivers value for money continues, with the Sirius Corporation claiming that it would all work out a lot better if the Alliance wasn't so bureaucratic and obstructive. Because blaming your customer is a great way to defend your failure to deliver a service. Senator Zamina Torval has returned to the Imperial Senate amidst rumours that she may be interested in taking over the Chancellorship when Anders Blaine retires. If she is appointed, the Chancellorship could give her an excellent platform to increase her power base within the Empire. Aegis has asked for supplies of Guardian relics and unclassified relics to help engineer Ramtar build a prototype of a new weapon using Guardian technology that may finally enable the eight Thargoid Titan command centers to be defeated. As usual for Ramtar's initiatives, commanders can drop the commodities off at Felice Dock in Mean to save them the bother of flying down to Phoenix Base. Three types of Guardian-themed paint jobs are on offer for the most prolific participants. Finally, President-elect Felicia Winters has been told that she can assume control of the Federation in about three weeks' time. She has appointed a number of cabinet ministers, none of whom are a surprise. When she is appointed, the presidency will give her an excellent platform to increase her power base within the Federation. And that's this month's Galnet News so far. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.